0: Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of alpha blockers from the pharmacology section on MedBullets.com. Let's get into the episode. Let's first talk about the various different alpha blockers. We'll discuss the drug names, its clinical applications, and their toxicity findings. The first class of drugs is called the non-selective alpha blockers. There are two medications in this class. The first medication is phenoxybenzamine, It is an irreversible drug and is the preferred treatment choice for pheochromocytomas and high catecholamine states. The toxicity findings include orthostatic hypotension and reflex tachycardia. And the second medication is called phentolamine. This is a reversible medication. It is also used in pheochromocytoma and in high catecholamine states, and it has the same toxicity findings of orthostatic hypotension and reflex tachycardia. The next set of drugs are called the selective alpha-1 blockers. These drugs all have names that end in zosin. This class includes prazosin, doxazosin, terazosin, and tamsulosin. These drugs are typically used in the treatment of hypertension and urinary retention in benign prostatic hyperplasia. Note that tamsulosin is the most specific for urinary symptoms. In terms of their toxicity findings, these include first-dose orthostatic hypotension and headaches along with dizziness. And the next class of drugs are the selective alpha-2 blockers. These include mirtazapine and yohimbine. Mirtazapine is used for depression and the toxicity findings include sedation, xerostomia, increased serum cholesterol, and an increase in appetite. And Yohimbine's clinical applications include male erectile dysfunction and hypotension. And its toxicity finding includes anxiety. Alright, next we'll discuss the various different effects that you can get by combining alpha blockers with sympathomimetic drugs. The first combination we'll talk about is epinephrine plus an alpha blocker. Before non-selective alpha blocker is given, epinephrine's net effect is to increase heart rate, contractility, and vasoconstriction leading to net pressor effect on blood pressure. After an alpha blocker is given, epinephrine's alpha response is blocked while its beta-2 response remains leading to net depressor effect on blood pressure. Remember, beta-2 is GS-coupled, so it increases CAMP causing vasodilation and the alpha receptor is GQ-coupled, so it increases calcium, which then causes vasoconstriction. Now let's talk about the combination of epinephrine and a beta blocker. Before a non-selective alpha blocker is given, epinephrine's net effect is to increase heart rate, contractility, and vasoconstriction, leading to a net pressor effect on blood pressure. After a beta blocker is given, epinephrine's beta response is blocked, while the alpha response remains, leading to a net pressor effect. And last but not least, let's talk about the effects of phenylephrine combined with an alpha blocker. Phenylephrine, which is a stronger alpha-1 agonist than an alpha-2 agonist, leads to a net pressor effect on blood pressure. Administration of a non-selective alpha blocker leads to a net-zero effect on blood pressure. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 45-year-old man presents to the physician with complaints of intermittent episodes of severe headaches and palpitations. During these episodes, he notices that he sweats profusely and becomes pale in complexion. He describes the episodes as coming and going within the past two months. His temperature is 99.3 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.4 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 165 over 118 millimeters of mercury. His pulse is 126 per minute. Respirations are 18 per minute. And oxygen saturation is 90% on room air. Which of the following would be the first medication given to treat this patient's most likely diagnosis? One. Phenoxybenzamine. Two. Phentolamine. Three. Pilocarpine. Four. Prazosin. Or five. Propranolol. And the correct answer choice is answer choice one, phenoxybenzamine. This patient with intermittent headaches, palpitations, perspiration, and pallor most likely has a pheochromocytoma, which is treated initially with an irreversible alpha antagonist, for example, phenoxybenzamine, followed by beta blockers. Remember, pheochromocytomas are non-malignant tumors of the adrenal medulla and are the most common adrenal tumors in adults. Pheochromocytomas secrete catecholamines, thereby causing the symptoms of increased blood pressure, headaches, perspiration, tachycardia, and pallor. So these are basically the five Ps, pressure, pain, perspiration, palpitations, and pallor. Treatment of pheochromocytomas occur in the sequence of the following events. 1 phenoxybenzamine, an irreversible alpha antagonist administered first to prevent unopposed alpha receptor agonism if beta receptors are blocked, two, beta blocker, and then three, surgical resection of the tumor. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice two, phentolamine, is a reversible alpha antagonist and is used for severe cocaine-induced hypertension as well as given to patients on Mayo inhibitors who eat tyramine-containing foods. Answer choice three, pilocarpine, is a cholinomimetic agent that is used in the treatment of open-angle and closed-angle glaucoma. Answer choice 4, prazosin, is an alpha-1 selective blocker that can be used to treat the urinary symptoms of benign prostatic hyperplasia, post-traumatic stress disorder, and hypertension. And finally, answer choice 5, propranolol, is a beta blocker that is used in the treatment of pheochromocytoma after administration of an irreversible alpha antagonist. Beta blockers can cause unopposed alpha-1 receptor agonism if given alone for pheochromocytoma. In summary, the first step in treating pheochromocytoma is an irreversible alpha antagonist such as phenoxybenzamine. Next question. A 37-year-old female presents to the emergency room complaining of headaches and palpitations. She reports that she initially started experiencing these symptoms several months prior but attributed them to stress at work. These symptoms occur episodically. Her family history is notable for medullary thyroid cancer and hyperthyroidism. Her temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius, blood pressure is 165 over 90 millimeters of mercury, pulse is 105 per minute, and respirations are 18 per minute. On examination, she appears tremulous, urine metanephrines are elevated. Which of the following is the most appropriate first medication in the management of this patient's condition? 1. Phenoxybenzamine 2. Propranolol, 3. Phentolamine, 4. Tamsulosin, or 5. Atenolol. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 1, phenoxybenzamine. The most likely diagnosis in this patient is pheochromocytoma in the setting of underlying multiple endocrine neoplasia, or MEN type 2A. Phenoxybenzamine is used to prevent blood pressure spikes in patients with pheochromocytomas. Remember, the optimal management of pheochromocytoma mediated hypertension includes alpha-adrenergic blockade before any beta blockade phenoxybenzamine is an irreversible non-selective alpha-adrenergic antagonist that is used as a first-line agent to prevent blood pressure spikes in patients with pheochromocytomas. This medication is started before any beta blocker is given in order to prevent unopposed alpha-adrenergic activity from pheochromocytoma-secreted catecholamines, which would result in malignant hypertension. An alternative to phenoxybenzamine would be a mixed alpha-beta non-selective antagonist such as labetalol. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 2, propranolol, is a non-selective beta-1 and beta-2 antagonist. Starting a pure beta blocker without first starting an alpha blocker in a patient with pheochromocytoma-mediated hypertension would lead to unopposed alpha blockade and malignant hypertension. Answer choice 3. Phentolamine is a reversible non-selective alpha-adrenergic antagonist. Although its mechanism of action is similar to phenoxybenzamine's, the fact that it is reversible makes it less able to adequately control blood pressure in the setting of catecholamine hypersecretion. Clinically, phenoxybenzamine is started preoperatively in patients with pheochromocytomas to prevent malignant hypertension. Phentolamine is given intraoperatively since it is easier to titrate levels after the pheochromocytoma is removed. Answer choice 4, Tamsulosin, is an alpha-1 selective antagonist. It selectively targets the bladder neck and is therefore optimal for benign prostatic hyperplasia. It is not indicated in the setting of pheochromocytoma due to this selectivity. And finally, answer choice 5, Atenolol is a beta-1 selective antagonist. Starting a pure beta blocker without first starting an alpha blocker in a patient with pheochromocytoma-mediated hypertension would lead to unopposed alpha vasoconstriction activity and malignant hypertension. In summary, phenoxybenzamine is an irreversible, non-selective alpha-adrenergic antagonist that is used to prevent blood pressure spikes in pheochromocytomas. It must be given before any pure beta blocker to prevent unopposed alpha-adrenergic activity. And that's all for this review about alpha blockers. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are already, please be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.